0: reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart.
1: Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company,
0: Golden, Colorado.
2: You're listening to the Raider Cody Podcast, the official podcast of RaidersBeat.com.
3: What's up Raider Nation, this is Wayne Mabry aka The Violator and you're listening to the Raider Cody Podcast Show. Get your ears on and get some of this. Yeah!
4: What is up Raider Nation? Rolling into episode 30 hot. We had a few more adjustments this week. The main one being we actually switched our podcast host site from SoundCloud to Transistor. Everything should say the same for you. Uh, But actually, it should be easier now to subscribe on all of your favorite platforms if you're listening for the first time. So you can still find us at RaiderCody.com for all the info on the podcast, plus some extras. You know, you can buy your t-shirts. You can donate to the foundation. uh, The voicemail phone number is posted on it. And then you can find all the podcast-specific content at raidercody.transistor.fm. But let's quit messing around. I have an important guest to get to. So let's hit these announcements. It's official. Hard Knocks will be featuring the Raiders this season. HBO's show about training camp will debut August 6th. There's been some concern swirling around Arden Key's weight this off season. The defensive end told us on Wednesday that he checked into this offseason's activities at 245 pounds, but has currently got his weight up to 260. Although nothing is official yet, expect the Raiders to be holding joint practices with the Rams this offseason. Then this week ended with John Gruden canceling the last day of OTAs. It's a popular decision around the league as teams will most likely be conducting team building exercises together. So it's a bit of a light week, but you got to get used to this now. It's kind of the slow time around the NFL, and especially for the Raiders right now as the OTA is just kind of finished up. You're going to see we still have four rookies to sign contracts to. We still have our first four picks. So you'll see Cleveland Farrell, Josh Jacobs, Jonathan Abram, and Trayvon Mullen. They'll be slowly getting picked off the board as their contracts are getting negotiated and finished off and then be ready for training camp to fire up soon. And even though it's a slow week for the NFL and for the Raiders organization, it's not a slow week for the Raider Cody podcast. We actually got another rocking guest for you. We came off last week. If you missed it, we had Ian Rappaport on, gave us the scoop on some things. Um, So we're going to take a little bit of a break. And when we come back, joining me is going to be former NFL quarterback and current NFL network analyst, David Carr. Joining me now is special guest David Carr, the former Fresno State Bulldog, Johnny Unitas Golden Arm Award winner, first overall NFL draft pick and Super Bowl champion turned NFL network analyst and older brother of Raiders quarterback Derek Carr. What's going on, Dave? Can I can I call you, Dave? Yeah, of course. Call him whatever
2: you want, man. But I've, <laughs> I've been called Derek. I've been called Darren. You can call me. David would be... It would be nice.
4: There you go. I was actually kind of wondering, as many times as we hear Derek being called David, I kind of wondered if it worked the opposite way too.
2: It's weird, man. For for a long time, when we were in uh, when we were in Houston together, he would get he would get David a lot, and uh, even my dad, my dad would get David. We'd be on the golf course, <laughs> and I'm like, my dad's at the time he's fifty years old. I'm like, do I look? Am I? I mean, come on. So, but he would they would all get David, and now it's flipped. Now we all get now we all get Derek and I'm, there we go. I'm probably the guy that gets the most, so it's fine. He had to deal with it forever, so I can deal with it as yeah.
4: well. It's my mom's payback, fault. I blame payback her. Payback time. Yeah, serious, I was going to say uh, you guys had to go all D's, but I can't oh, yeah. I can't blame her because me and my wife are going the same thing with our kids. We're going all B's. So we're, we're yeah, we think we're different around.
2: from our parents, but we actually aren't. <laughs> we probably no. do the same things to our kids, even though I I tried to steer away from the D.C. Um, it's model. Um, we still, I still call my kids by their, their siblings' names, so it's fine.
4: But you know what, uh, David? First thing, I, I got a little bit of a bone to pick with you. Okay. What the heck took you so long to get on my show, man? What's up with that?
2: Well, it's peer pressure is what has to happen. <laughs> and that's how you get people on shows these days. So oh, you got to put enough pressure on the people that are closest to me, and, <laughs> and that's how you get it done. So Darren definitely was... Uh, I got to give Darren credit for this one because... <laughs> he hit me up, and he's like, hey, man, you got to do, do Raider Cody's podcast. I know you do a lot of things. You got a lot going on, but I know you drive home, and you're in the car forever. So you got 20, 30 minutes to talk to our boy, and I'm like, fine, no problem. So we'll uh we'll thank Darren for that
4: dude I appreciate it. I appreciate Darren man he's, he's he's been one of my number one supporters since I started this podcast and I really appreciate it. I really I, I like you know uh I'm all about my Raiders football uh but I've really got a a, a good I don't know a good growing relationship and how much I really like our quarterback and his family. So like I said, I really appreciate you coming on. I really appreciate Darren's support also, but you know what? Uh, next time I think, uh, I got one more name to check off the board in the future, but, um, it's definitely great to, you know, kind of take one, one car brother off the board at a time. And I I really appreciate it, man.
2: We'll work on him. Yeah, we'll work on him. I'll see him tomorrow and we'll, uh, actually me and Darren (laughs) will both see him tomorrow We up at his house. So we'll, we'll give him a hard time. We'll give him on the (laughs) show. (laughs)
4: But <laughs> before we talk about uh, your goofy little brother anymore, um, how are things going, man? How's family? You seem to be settling in pretty nice on the NFL Network.
2: I enjoy it. I mean, it's a uh, it's a good gig. I mean, throw a suit on and talk about football. It's fun to inform fans. I think football is unless you played it, um, and then even if you played it, if it wasn't at a high enough level to where you get really into the scheme and the uh, X's and O's, and you can dig really deep, it's hard to it's hard to understand what's happening. I I know I sit I sit at home on Sunday afternoons. Um, with family and friends that have been watching the game since I was playing, and they still don't understand what's going on. They wait for everyone else to cheer before they cheer. like and my mom will still ask. Is that good? Is that good? I'm like you've watched football your entire life, like literally twenty years. You know what's good at this point. So it's uh, it, that's why I like to do it. Um, I, when I go on the shows, I, I like to I like to feel like if I can explain it, and when i'm when I'm talking about football, especially on the NFL network, I, I try to think if I can explain this, to my mom and my brother, Derek or Darren at the same time, then I'm I'm doing, I'm doing the right thing. So that's what I try to do is kind of make it to where everyone can understand it, but then go deep enough to where people that really want to get a little bit more information are are able to do that. So, and then I think you enjoy the game more. I think if the more people understand anything, I think you enjoy it more. So that's what I'm trying to do because honestly, you know, you can go out there in football that the crazy part about it's controlled chaos. There's 22 guys on the field, and you can literally do anything after the snap. They can move anywhere. The defense especially can line up in any formation. They can line up in any look. And there's a lot to take in. And there's there's a lot that goes into it. So it's it's really endless what you could what you can talk about and what you can kind of diagnose.
4: There you go. So it sounds like you found your your spot in the NFL media world. And speaking of that, uh, the Raiders are going to get a little extra dose of that this year. They're rolling in with hard knocks this year. They just got picked this week. Um, HBO is going to be coming to Napa Yep. and looking at this overall from a team standpoint. Um, do you think it's going to be good or bad for the organization this year?
2: I think it's all perspective. You know, honestly, if, uh, if you want it to be a distraction, it will be, but there's cameras all over our, our, our lives. When you play in the NFL, um, mm-hmm. I know I personally, I was, I was a little hesitant and until I talked to Derek about it, he actually made me feel a little bit better. He, he welcomes it. There's uh, me personally. I'm like, well, he's got a job to do. Derek's gonna be busy. Yeah, they got a lot of they got a lot of work to do. Antonio's a new receiver. Terrell's a new receiver. And they got a lot of new pieces that they're trying to work into this thing
5: mm-hmm. and
2: make it work. And I don't want him distracted. But there's a there's a sense um, in their locker room, and a sense when I talk to Derek and I talk to Antonio and these guys that they on the outside. There's a perception that they're just kind of putting guys that have played before, just trying to kind of pace this thing together and they might be good they might not be but on the inside they really think that they're going to be super bowl champions they like they actually believe they have everything that it takes to go out and beat any team on their schedule so i think they want to show that off a little bit and so they're i mean they welcome the hbo the hard knocks get to know their guys let people know that they have a real football team that's ready to go out and do some damage. so it's an interesting perspective but Derek has always been a little bit of a showman. I don't know if you have noticed that, but he likes to—he uh, likes to wear the sleeveless t-shirts and cut the sleeves off his jersey and show off his guns. And and he, I mean, he loves that stuff. So and obviously, Antonio's the same way. Yeah, yeah. And there's some interesting characters on that team, um, with like Richie Incognito and like mm-hmm. Montez Perfect and Antonio's relationship. Like how that's going to all play out. I mean, it's going to be interesting. That's definitely going to be one segment. So. I'll be watching maybe I'll be on it but I'll be I'll be I'll, de- I'll definitely be tuned in to see what's going on up there
4: oh yeah I'm not gonna I'm not gonna miss a second of that for sure but I'm mainly just excited to see him in an in, in AB you know what I mean? yeah. every video I see already on the internet of them two together they're just having a good old time so yeah I mean to be able to have the camera on them constantly and really have I don't want to say no filter on it but I mean they're just gonna absolutely put in every bit of footage that they possibly can yeah. so as a fan i mean this is awesome and and here's the thing too is they knew that this is going to come i mean we knew hard knocks was going to be with the raiders either probably this year or what mark davis wanted you know is he kind of probably wanted them to come next year instead i'm sure he wanted to kind of show off the vegas facility the big move and everything yeah but i think hbo might have figured out uh you know they're not going to be eligible next year after they make the playoffs this year right
2: Exactly. Like, if you really think about it, like, I don't expect him to be eligible next year. Yep. So, I think that's, that's probably what HBO did. So, if we don't jump on this thing right now, we're probably not going to get another shot. So, yep. we better go get him. So, it was, it was a good move yep. by HBO for sure.
4: Exactly. But, Dave, the, ne- the, the main reason I wanted to get you on here and talk to you is mainly about Derek's work ethic. Now, we hear it all the time. You know, he'll, he'll give us a little reminders sometimes in the press conference, like, hey, look, you know, get off my back and working hard. But, what exactly, you know, does that mean? What is yeah. derek's work work ethic really i you know and I, not just you know what he tells us or what we see, so I, you know I'm just gonna do this I, I'm gonna let you run with this one, this one a little bit on your own okay and uh even though you you really don't have to prove anything to me like but let's pretend you do okay. right Tell me right now how Derek works his tail off, what is it that Derek does that separates himself from others
2: well so growing up, just to give you an idea of what he was like um so his favorite. I think everyone knows his favorite basketball player is Kobe Bryant. His favorite athlete of all time is Kobe Bryant. And Kobe had a relentless work ethic, and he was always the guy that prided himself on being the hardest worker in the gym. And so – and it was a mamba mentality and all that stuff, right? So Derek ate it up. He lived off that. He loved that idea. And to to add to that, my dad would always tell Derek that if you outwork everyone in the room, then you're going to be fine. And you have nothing to worry about. You can sleep soundly at night. You mm-hmm. won't have to have any regrets. You just do your absolute best. You use every ounce of God given ability and you take it to the max. And you'll never have to have any worries about any effort that you give. And I had a coach actually tell me once when I was back in Houston, never apologize for great effort. We had a, we had a bad day, right? Obviously we had a lot of those when I was in Houston, mm-hmm. but he told me after the meeting, cause he caught me, he kind of caught me apologizing, you know, a little bit for you know, what, what we put on the field and he said you know what you gave great effort never apologize for great effort so all those things and i'd take that back and tell Derek. you know have, he was obviously around a lot then so all that stuff kind of culminated to where he's at the point now where he's extremely talented obviously um his arm talent was above and beyond anyone's i mean he'd go out and throw with us when i was in houston he's 12 years old and he would out throw every quarterback that was on the field and it was kind of embarrassing for those guys <laughs> when little 12 year olds coming out there and yeah. ripping the ball better than them but he's always had that ability and I really noticed the work ethic thing Um, obviously he worked hard and with my dad, he always, he always did extra. But the first time that it really hit me as kind of an adult is when he moved into my, he actually moved in with me um, when he was preparing for the combine and preparing for his, you know, the NFL draft. And the kid would wake up at five o'clock in the morning and be in my, be in my, um, in my kitchen cooking eggs and spinach. And he's a he's a high school college kid. He like, he didn't know, but he's trying to prepare. And it started that early. And now, like he gets up, literally, four thirty, five o'clock in the morning every day. Like even in the off season, we go to, on vacation um, down to Mexico, and you can sleep in. It's okay. Like we went as a family. Me and him just hung out with our families for a couple days. Uh-huh. And you know, he woke up at five o'clock. He's running on the beach. He's doing workouts. Oh, he finds the the weight room. And, and he's in there just jamming weights out and he's, he's just relentless, you know, and, and he's super competitive. I know there's obviously the NFL is filled with competitive people,
5: mm-hmm.
2: but he, he goes to another level where you could tell it like it bothers him if he loses. Right. And yeah. so he's, he's a great, he's a great person to have at the head of your franchise. Um, and me and Darren actually always talk about this. We coach uh, my, my boy over um, at Bakersfield Christian high school um, where Derek played his last year of high school football. And we can tell every year what our team is going to be like based on how good our best players are at working, right? Mm -hmm. So if you have your best players and they're your hardest workers, you're going to have a good team. And that's like the easiest, um, equation to figure out in football. If your best players and the people that everyone look at, right? All the guys that come into that locker room, they're going to look at Derek. They're going to say, what is he doing? And if he's their hardest worker, you're gonna have a good team, no matter what. And that's been, I mean, what they did last year, you've been able to win four games was crazy to me because the talent that they had on that, on that team. And Derek will never say this, but I talked to him in the spring um, and he was concerned about what they were putting on the field. They had mm. holes everywhere. And this was two years ago or well, last year, yeah. they had holes everywhere. Um, but he was going to make the best of it. Oh, yeah. And I mean, in Madden, we, we play the Madden, we play Madden all the time. <laughs> I mean the Madden rating for some of the offensive weapons that they had was like in the sixties. I'm like, Ugh. and that's what, that was his best. That was that was what they were rolling with and they still found a way to make to make it work. So this year, talking to him, he doesn't have that feeling, right? He doesn't have that sense. Now he's talking about how we're gonna best utilize the guys that we have. We have no holes. He sends me plays nonstop throughout the week of what they're doing in OTAs and mini camps and et cetera. And it's it's fun to watch, man. It's it's gonna be really exciting. I know the public doesn't get to see this stuff, but it's really it's really good. I'm super excited for what they have. No holes on this team. They stay healthy. Sky's the limit.
4: Uh, That's good stuff. I like how you bring up um, how he learned at a young age as long as he works hard you're not going to have any regret and you can tell that's how he goes in oppressors or talking to anybody in that yeah. matter he already has a mentality that's why I have full confidence in him I mean he's not going in there like oh man I wish yeah. I would have did this more this week or I wish I would have did this I wish I could backtrack to this he knows he's putting in as much as he can yeah. and, and that's good to be able to go in and have full yeah. confidence everything that you put in you know you're giving it your best and that and that's awesome and also too I wanted to it's kind of popped yeah. in my head I, I've been saying this for, for years now probably since uh, he ever came Out of college, I've been telling my wife, you know, it's absolutely amazing to me that he can have a family, especially um, an older brother that's kind of been put in his situation, but kind of in a little bit more of uh, a—I don't want to say a poor situation, but probably the least ideal Mm -hmm. situation as a quarterback coming out of college. And it's cool to see your little brother come out, kind of step into your shoes, and you be able to support him 100%. Because for me, as 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 a as a family man, as somebody that's around a lot of siblings. sibling rivalry and jealousy is a real thing and it's so cool to see this put live out on stage in front of the world every time you get on camera every time you get on the phone anytime you're talking about them you have full support and I just want you to know I have I have a lot of respect for that that's awesome man
2: appreciate that man Yeah, I mean I would I would as much as I blame my parents for them messing up our names I'll I'll give them the credit for that (laughs) too. we we were raised in a good home and we had uh the, the rivalry was there and we were very competitive with each other but the there was always always mutual respect, and before anything, it's going to be you know blood first. So we're we're definitely pulling for each other. We're we're each other's biggest fans. I started coaching high school football just to be around Darren and help him and give him a competitive advantage on the offensive side to help his defense out. So it's uh we're all in this together, and you know we fight and we have great we have great moments on on the basketball court, in the pool, like we on the field, but at the same time just like every other family we're always going to stick up for our brothers and, and have their back so and the, the nice thing is honestly um the, having the separation in in years too like Derek being 12 years younger than me mm-hmm. there was a rivalry and there was a competitiveness but it wasn't it probably wasn't as intense as it could have been if he was closer in age like me and Darren we were we were a lot more competitive Makes you sense. Know? and because Derek was so young it was almost like um we kind of took him under our wing as a mascot and kind of just kind of pulled him around until he figured it out. And by the time he figured it out, we were old enough to where we weren't worried about necessarily just crushing his spirit and beating him down. We were more in, more wanting him to have the success that we had. Yeah. So I think the age difference helped a little bit. Um, and that was uh, that was probably a big factor. But then the cool part is this, he, he just, he played my position and it was like, man, this is, this is going to be kind of fun to be able to, make his road a little bit smoother. And I knew that quarterbacking was, it was so much about preparation and about knowing where to throw the football and knowing when to throw it and not so much physical talent because I see physically talented guys all the time that never take a snap in the NFL. And I knew if I could give Derek a mental edge that I could make his, his road easier. So I could make high school football easier. If I started talking to him about college concepts and I could make college football easier. If I started showing him NFL concepts and NFL game film and had him around the facility. And then you know, hopefully the transition wouldn't be that hard. And I don't think that it was. I I think that that's, I think that's probably one of the main reasons he was able to step in in Oakland and play his first year is he just, he'd been around it. I I told guys all the time. I told him at his pro day um, when he was working out, getting ready for the draft. I said, you're not getting a rookie quarterback. You're getting a 12 year veteran. He just hasn't played a game yet. You know, he, but he knows what he's doing. So I think that it's, that's kind of been the reason we were able to probably get along as well as we do
4: yeah I'll never forget that uh that preseason game where he stepped in for the first time against Seattle man. I was just slinging it, man. that was yeah, that's great, man yeah you, your words are proven true on that one for sure.
2: well, it's funny, like before that game, like I remember he he called me like the night before, and he's like, um, yeah coach said, you know we don't want you to play this year. We want you to watch and learn from matt and then and and then he calls me uh the day after that game. he's like, they just told me I'm starting I'm like, what, what happened <laughs> I mean, obviously, I know what happened. He threw a couple touchdown passes, but they just—they changed their mind pretty quick. So, but he was ready to go, so it was fun.
4: <laughs> changed our minds too, man, and and uh, a little bit more on you, man. I, m- I remember, uh, I remember, I've seen you speak now a couple times. Um, if you if you didn't notice me in the in the few thousand people out there in the crowd, um, I did. Sure. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure you did. But uh, the first time in my hometown, uh. you came to Tulare. You're at the World Ag Expo. Oh yeah. Uh, you're speaking for the Big Man's Breakfast. It was actually you and Derek. Okay. Yeah, I remember um, that. And that was uh for sure from you. Great testimony, by the way. Loved how you showed the value of your Super Bowl ring uh, compared to actually like real life accomplishments. It it, it was really good stuff. I loved it. it. Um, and I think that was actually, that was right before the draft, right? that was 2014, I believe.
2: Uh, I think so. I think that was probably, yeah, Derek was probably living with me at that time.
4: Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's when it was. And then, uh, then the last time I saw you, I think it was your guys's first inside the huddle at Valley Children's just after the 2017 season. Yeah. And, and I want to see if you recall the answer to this question, you and Derek were asked. Um, a okay. F- a fan asked you if you could have one player in the entire NFL on the Raiders roster. Who would it be?
2: Oh man. Okay. So, I I, I think that I might have I might have answered that, and no, he might
4: have. You both looked at each other. Right on board. We
2: were probably thinking the same player. You, it was Antonio Brown. It was Antonio Pretty Brown. Sure,
4: right? It was Antonio Brown, man. Yeah. How freaking crazy <laughs> That's funny is how that, life dude? Works
2: out like that, right? Oh man, that is crazy.
4: That I, is
2: crazy. But we. I mean, it's it just was I mean like when you when you watch film and like and you watch the his ability and what he's done I mean yeah like he's not just one he's not just like like there's a lot of guys you have that are just x receivers they're just the main single guy or there's guys that are slot receivers or there's guys and they all have like their strengths and weaknesses but he doesn't really have any and it's just it's it's a special thing to watch and it's going to be fun to watch him playing with Derek. But, yeah, that was a funny moment. I remember I remember thinking <laughs> that exact same thing. Is we both have the same thought at the exact
4: same time. It's like hands
2: down, it's Antonio Brown. It's
4: crazy, man. It was hands absolutely down. crazy. And now it's like looking back at yeah. him like, man, I know now. Like, I don't – at that point, like, you know, we're talking at this point early in the offseason about maybe trading for Antonio Brown. I'm sitting here thinking, look, a little over a year ago, I'm listening to my quarterback say – this is the one player in the league he would want on his team. I don't care what you trade for him, and then we go and we get him for a third and a fifth. Yeah. Gosh dang it, man! This off season is awesome.
2: No, it's been great, and uh, I mean it is. It's it's really interesting how that how it all works out. But Derek and Antonio have had a relationship for a long time. I mean, even when they're at the Pro Bowl together, mm-hmm. they got a lot of work in. They just had an instant chemistry. Um, it's gonna be fun, man. It's gonna, they stay healthy, and the pieces around them stay healthy. Just the, I mean I wish I could just hand you my phone and let you see the 50 plays that he sent me, um, that he's just been able to connect with Antonio. And, I wish and, too, man. He's I just wish a too. Special player, and, <laughs> and I know. And and John has done a great job. And offensively, like that's the other thing too, is like I think you have to remember, like you can take a guy like Antonio Brown, and you can put him in, with a system where they just line him up in one spot and he gets double teamed, and then the coach comes on and says, oh, you know They were double covering Antonio. I don't know what we're gonna do. Mm-hmm. You know. <laughs> I've seen that. I've seen that situation with guys, and, and they almost are making the excuse, and it's like, well, it's your job to get the guy in one-on-one situations. Yeah. And the nice part about what I'm watching is they're sending me these clips is they're doing their job. Like, offensively, John and his staff are getting Antonio in different positions, and it's going to be a lot of fun.
4: Good stuff. I was going to say that's exactly what I, what I want to see from Antonio. I don't want to see him on one side of the field the entire game. I want to see this guy all over the offense. He can do it all. Uh,
2: he'll be all over yeah, he'll be all over the place. We
4: know how Derek feels about having Antonio, obviously. Um, you know, then we added Tyro Williams. Yeah. You know, uh, one of my favorites is Hunter Renfro coming yeah. in. Even a couple more wide receivers in free agency. Yeah. Um, and we seem to have solidified a pretty nice supporting cast for Derek. Um, do you see any kind of change of how Derek is going into the, it, this off season with his weapons compared to last year?
2: Um, I mean he has obviously has more weapons. I think that um just to just to touch on those a little bit, Antonio obviously is Antonio. But he's not going to be—he's not going to be the best Antonio Brown without a good running game and mm-hmm. without another guy on the other side. So without Josh Jacobs and, and that offensive line with Trent Brown now being able to get that thing going on the ground, that just causes the chess match that happens in all NFL games. Are you going to leave two safeties back? You're going to bring one down for the run. Now you can slowly get pounded on the ground with two safeties deep trying to protect from Antonio running over the top. But you, you're going to—if you got a good running game—that's you got to stop the run on defense. And so they're going to have to make a decision. And the nice part is having, which I think, Terrell Williams is the best offseason acquisition. Obviously, Antonio is yeah. huge, but he's not going to be as good if you don't have a guy like Terrell on the other side. Mm-hmm. And he's a fantastic player. Derek loves throwing him the football. I mean, the first day that they went out and threw balls together, he called me right after. He's like, this dude is, is the dude. So uh-huh. he can go up, he can get the football, he can run by guys. Super excited about him. Hunter Renfro is going to be great on the inside he what's ironic about that is we're watching the national championship game a couple of years ago. And I think there's a tweet about it.
5: Yeah. But yeah, Derek's yeah.
2: like this Hunter Renfro guy is incredible. Yeah. <laughs> He's incredible. And, and then all of a sudden he shows up on the team. So it's just amazing how that all works out. But I think so personnel wise, I think they're going to be just fine. And it's going to be a lot of fun to watch that whole thing kind of develop and see where they go from there. But um, I'm excited. I'm excited for him and to, to kind of see how it all develops.
4: Love it. And obviously, you know, Derek's been taking a lot of heat this offseason. Um, if you ask me, I think he's getting a little bit fed up. He seems to have a little bit more fire in him right now. Yeah. Maybe a little chip on his shoulder. Would you agree with that?
2: Absolutely. And I, and I think that, um, well, the interesting part for me is it, it's there's there's a lot that goes into it. Mm-hmm. But I think the, uh, the biggest thing is he believes that he's the MVP. Canada. He believes he's a, one of the best players in the league. Like that's what he believes. Yeah. Right. So John Gruden came in last year. They don't have a lot of pieces on the field. They, they ask him to get the ball out of his hand, make completions, make things happen, get it out. He completes a high percentage of passes. They do what they can. Um, it was interesting. I had a conversation with John and Derek after a game. I don't know. I feel like it was like week 10, maybe mm-hmm. maybe around week eight or week 10. And John says to me, I got to let your brother's arm go a little bit. I got to trust him. And that was interesting because, you know, John was out of the game for a long time. He followed it, obviously, and he has a good plan. But I think there's, as a good play caller, you're always just trying to find completions for your quarterback. And I don't know that John has ever really worked with a guy as talented as Derek throwing the football down the field. So he's always been looking for just – he's had guys like Brad Johnson that are cerebral, Rich Gannon. They can get the ball out of their hands. They can find completions but Derek's one of his strengths is being able to push the football down the field with accuracy. Yeah, He's got a big arm and he likes to use it. And I feel like John felt like he was kind of not hamstringing Derek, but he needed to let him go a little bit and maybe not worry about completing 70% of his passes. Let's push the football down the field. And that was something that towards the end of the season, you you started to see a lot more, Mm -hmm. even with the guys that they had, they didn't have the Antonio Brown and Tyrell Williams. But he was able to kind of do that a little bit and let Derek go. And I think that they've continued to build on that in the offseason. And honestly, the clips that I'm seeing, I mean, the ball, is, it's going down the field. They're pushing the envelope a little bit. And Derek loves it. And they have the players and the talent to do it. And so that's going to be the most exciting part is is Derek's going to be able to be who he wanted to be, who John wants him to be. And any time that there's a transition to a new coach, I don't care if the, the coach is John Gruden and he's a great play caller, it's still going to take some time. Matt Ryan was an MVP candidate. He had a new offensive coordinator come in. It was shaky. It took him a full another year before they were able to develop some chemistry and kind of get going again. So that bond between the offensive coordinator or the play caller and the quarterback is is crucial. You look at Tom Brady in New England. He's run the same system for 20 years, and he's got a comfort level there where he knows exactly what to do every week. And if you can get to that point, it's going to take some time. But but they're going to get there in, in Oakland. And John's not going anywhere. Derek's not going anywhere. Yeah, Derek's got a chip on his shoulder. Heck yeah, absolutely. But this year is going to be so much better than, than the last year, just based on all those things that we've talked about.
4: Love it. So everything's building up around them. Hopefully the defense even comes together. We got I think we got younger. We got faster. Yeah. Um, hopefully Paul Gunther is starting to, you know, kind of fill out the pieces he already had. He already had a little bit of a core there. Yeah. We have some good talented players coming up. You know, we got Mo Hurst, we got Gary and Conley. We have Carl Joseph back there. He's gonna be trying to prove it this year. Yep. We have some vet linebackers. Hopefully we get a pass rush going. Um, and you know, we've already covered all the wide receivers and everything coming up on offense. So what right now off of the team that you're seeing? Talking about expectations this this season, whether it's with a team, or whether it's with Derek, what do you want to see improve this year?
2: That's a good question. I mean, I, I think that you know we've talked a lot about offense, but I think that when I when you look at the Raiders, when I talk on the you know on the NFL Network and I talk to different analysts and players, and the big question is honestly the secondary and and yeah. for the Raiders because that was that was really what struggled last year and being able to stop stop people get off the field on third downs. Mm-hmm. Now Paul Gunther, I've played against him. I played against his defenses for a long time in Cincinnati. He's a great coordinator. He knows his stuff. Like he's John. There's a reason John brought him in, right? Yeah. He's one of the best in the league. He's going to do a great job if they can get a pass rush, right? They can get that defensive line going, which is, he had some good defensive lines in Cincinnati. If he can get that going, then all that other stuff is going to take care of itself. I think Gary Ann Connolly, I think with some of the pieces they've added that safety, Carl obviously playing and improving year, these guys are going to be better. And I, I think that's going to be that's going to be what the season hinges on, honestly, because. You look at the division that we're in with Phillip Rivers and Patrick, I mean, there's some guys that can sling the rock, right? Mm -hmm. So you got to be able to stop these guys. You got to get some pressure on the quarterback. And, and that's what it's all. That's what it all comes down to. So there's a ton of offensive talent with the Raiders. So I don't know how long the drives are going to be. They might score quick. So you're going to be back on the field. (laughs) So it's going to be a lot of pressure is going to be on that young secondary and trying to figure it out early against some veteran quarterbacks against the MVP of the league against Patrick. So, I mean, Um, but they can, they can do it. It's just going to be, it's going to be a lot to ask, but if that, if that back end can hold up and they can get up, they can generate some type of pass rush Arden key can come in and and kind of take that next step. Right. And then, then we'll see, we'll see what Mo Hurst turns into. He was a great player last year. I think max is incredible. That's an interesting guy. Derek talks about what this guy could possibly be. He's He's just a freak. He's got special talent. So they have some pieces up there. If they can find a rotation that works, keep those guys fresh and getting after the quarterback, I think they're going to be okay.
4: There we go. I got one more serious question for you before I start messing with you a little bit. Yeah. Um, So if someone was to come up to you and say that this is a make or break year for Derek, what would you tell them?
2: Well, just stay tuned. Yeah. I mean, just stay tuned because the kid works incredibly hard. He has all the talent around him. He's got a, a coaching staff that believes in him. He's got a head coach that believes in him. Um, the guy's won the Super Bowl. He knows how to dial up offensive football. They have a great working relationship. And I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't bet against Derek. There we go. Uh, I would, there's no way. The guys, and I'm a little biased, but, uh, I look at the talent that he has around him and, and the way that he works. And that's what I tell people all the time. John Gruden and Derek are very talented and they work extremely hard. And there's really nothing else that you need. I mean, you can put some pieces around them and they've done that. Um, but I just say enjoy it. That's why I mean I tell my dad, yeah. you know he's he's all, he's up on all the news. He's following all the moves like he has been the last two decades with his sons playing the NFL, playing quarterback. But I just say, man, it's going to be fun. You're going to be able to sit back and enjoy watching this guy play football this year. Not have to worry about you know two rookie tackles out there and, mm-hmm. and just a lot of the stuff there, not being able to stretch the field with anyone. It's going to be a lot of fun. So we'll see what happens, man. But I'll be definitely tuned in and be there in the stadium.
4: You definitely, uh, you, you brought that opinion to the right podcast. I tell you what, because a lot of people, I uh, <laughs> actually just had Sorry. I had a review last week, man. It says uh, I love I love your show, um, except I feel like you're under Derek's payroll. I'm just like, eh, you know what, I'm not under his payroll, but you know, he just he's got a supporter of me and no, and, and we go into the same thing, man. It's yeah. just like from a, from a like I said through the show. Um, I don't want to come out as some like breaking news media guy you know I'm pretty much a fan first man yeah and, and as a fan I'm not just saying you know I'm just gonna sit here and completely you know bleed silver and black because you know what it's not just about the organization I see these players as people and whenever I look at our quarterback I see him as a guy that loves being a Raider and he loves working hard So if, if something's going to go wrong, uh, then it, and then it just wasn't meant to be. And if he, I believe he has the talent, so there's no reason he can't get it done. So yeah. I, you know what, I've heard this topic a few times. I was actually just a guest on another show uh, a week or so ago and I told him the same thing, man, you know what, let's just sit back and let's just watch this team win some football games.
2: Yeah. It just can't get here soon enough. Honestly, with the pieces that they've added, they had a great off season. Um, they're they're ready to get going. They're welcoming in HBO. They they want everyone to see. They want everyone to see what's happening and what they're about to do. So <clears throat> honestly, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go out on a limb and say Derek's probably gonna be the MVP of the league. Let's go. That that's how strongly I feel, and I can say that on the Raiders podcast. If I say that on the NFL Network, they'll call me biased. But that's <sighs> how I really feel. So yeah, I'm excited about it. It's gonna be fun to watch. So tune
4: in. Well, there you go. See, that's why uh, you know if if you ever get a little uncomfortable over there at NFL Network, just know you have a spot here on the Raider Cody podcast uh, to right, express thanks. your true your true feelings. <laughs> I
2: appreciate it, man. Sometimes they hold me back a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm to bust open my shirt and show my my, my Raider t-shirt underneath, but I gotta hold it back a little bit. I so. can imagine. Man, it's fun to be able to be myself
4: out here. I can imagine, man. <laughs> and uh, so I I got a random topic for you. What um okay do you do you still have your pump track? i do do you I do i have my pump track yes dude let me tell you something you have to get me on that you thing. Bike? bmx guy dude you know what let me tell you okay anytime
2: man anytime you're in bakersfield bro
4: Th- let me know this is gonna be news for every single listener here but i actually i started racing bmx and i don't race anymore um i started racing when i was like eight or nine okay um i started racing nationally maybe when i was about 12 or 13 and i raced nationally i was uh 13 years old 14 years old 15 and 16 years old i was the state champion of california in the expert class and then i went and i think i had a a, i went world rank six um in both in both 20 inch and cruiser class uh for a year so you know what okay i'm I'm a little washed up um i've I've put on i've put on maybe 40 pounds since then but i got a bike in the garage ready for my kid to get a little older and uh, I still got some. Uh, I still got a little juice in me, so you you got to let me get on that thing, man.
2: Bro, let me tell you that that pump track, as much as it's for me to be able to ride without having to, so I want to get some cardio in, want to work out, but I don't want to feel like I'm working out. And I want to beat my knees up, and my back. And I, so I can't really run as much as I used to. I used to be able to sprint nonstop all day, but now now I can get on that thing and just cruise. Um, and 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 every every level, like my dad can skateboard on it, like. i can have my kids out there on their little scooters their bikes but hey dude next time you're in bakersfield you look me up we'll go out there and jam i love having people out there that know how to ride it there you go uh sometimes it's a little some people want to ride the pump track but then once they go over the first couple rollers they (laughs) quickly get off and realize that it's not for them so it's nice to have people that know how to ride it and uh we'll have a blast man it'll be super fun
4: good stuff man and since uh since we're here on the topic of random questions now uh we're gonna play a little game are you are you cool with that I'm down. I love games. So this is going to be, I don't don't even know what to even call it. We're going to call it 20 questions since I got 20 questions sitting here. And and here's the rules. Here's the rules. You can only answer with four possible answers. Either David, which is yourself, Derek, Darren, or Dad. You got the four D's, right? Perfect. You answer one of the four. I like it. So I'm going to keep score and we're going to finally, you know, kind of settle the debate on who's the I don't want to say maybe the best car brother maybe uh the most
2: well I can yeah I could probably help you we we don't have to do the test I can just tell you yeah Yeah.
4: (laughs) so here we go first question
2: all right one of four answers who's the best looking David
4: (laughs) don't be so humble don't be so humble
2: I'm not even going to give any more on top of that yeah and there's not going to be any humility here either just I'm just going to preface that no humility in these 20 answers that's fine I'm not looking
4: for an explanation just give me your 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 pure honest okay good You know everything. There was a
2: little bit of silence there, Cody. So I was nervous that (laughs) you were you wanted me to explain myself, but I'm just going to point you to my headshot.
4: There we go. There we go. Next question: Who has the worst temper?
2: Darren, (laughs) by far. Man threw a Sergeant Slaughter toy at me at 10 years old. He threw a what at you? And uh, tried to kill me with the TV remote. Sergeant Slaughter was a uh, (laughs) was a wrestler. We had a um, action figure of him tried to kill me with it. Also, after a basketball game, they got a little heated back home he threw a remote at my head as I was going oh, up the stairs so that's shoot. only one that's two of like a thousand scenarios that happened in our childhood
4: all right so Darren takes up that should take up like three answers right there that's <laughs> just yeah <laughs> oh shoot man okay, I'm
2: sorry I won't interrupt you anymore we'll, oh, no. we'll crank through these
4: no you're good man you're good dang I'm gonna make sure I'm a little nicer all to right. Darren now whenever I talk to him yeah how yeah, about um, sure. who has the best jump shot Derek okay okay he, he
2: could have been a basketball player for sure
4: okay okay how about uh you guys are gonna arm wrestle who wins? uh me, okay, okay,
2: Darren would think that he would, but i'll but i'll 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 beat him.
4: I can believe it it's okay. um how about <laughs> this gonna be a little different one most likely to get dunked on in the pool
2: oh wow, that's really tough um, uh let's see.
4: don't be throwing your dad under the bus on this one. It's not safe
2: I'll yeah, just not- <laughs> say probably my dad. <laughs> Probably my dad. I was gonna. I was trying to. I was trying to find a way to say Derek or Darren, but I. I and definitely not me, because I'll. I'll. I'll ruin your career before I like dunk <laughs> on me. But uh, it's probably my dad, unfortunately. Oh. But we would not. Not one of us would do that to him. So.
4: Okay. How about uh? Who's, Someone else up to it? Who's the sorest loser?
2: Uh. Derek. Okay. I, can, I actually, if you're on his team. uh, yeah.
4: I, I love our quarterback, but for some reason I kind of had that answer already in the back of my head. It's all right. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. No, he's definitely the source loser. He does not like it.
4: <laughs> How about, uh, okay. Now don't be, I'm telling you, I see these questions down. I don't want you throwing your dad under the bus. Who is the most likely to lose their wallet?
2: Oh man. Um, even though I haven't done it in my adult life, it's probably me. Okay. I don't think that I've heard of Derek or Darren doing it. My dad would be the natural choice but i don't think that he's even allowed to carry his wallet anymore i think my mom carries it so (laughs) so he can't lose
4: it then so he's good
2: (laughs) yeah exactly
4: oh shoot now okay so we're gonna get a little bit a little bit more competitive if you guys are in a go-kart race okay who wins a go-kart race
2: they all know this to be true and it would be me by a mile okay darren would cheat try to run you off the road which he did try and ruin someone's career in a celebrity like slash fundraising uh go-kart race i had in houston Derek is not as skilled a driver as I am and my dad's reaction time at this point is too slow, but I'd say me or my dad, but right now I get my dad.
4: I can respect that. Now here's a little bit, a little bit different one for you too. All let's pretend all four of your wives okay. go shopping. This is uh this is, okay. I guess how good a wife trainers you guys are. So all four of your wives go shopping. Okay. Who's spending the most money?
2: Oh man, I'm going to be in so much trouble. <laughs> like oh my gosh. Um, uh, i'm gonna say heather because she has the most money
4: (laughs) i'm sending the link to heather (laughs) yeah
2: i'll say heather because she has more to spend let's just go with that
4: she has a bigger window that's okay that's okay i understand that now
2: yeah yeah exactly now my wife actually i think the first time she was at the mall with my mom when i was in houston my mom was uh she forced her to buy a really nice purse and my wife called me crying because (laughs) she didn't want to buy it so i don't even though my wife could probably afford it she probably wouldn't be close to I'd probably say Heather than my mom. Good, <laughs> then maybe my wife. Yeah, Dana's great too. So That's Jana, good.
4: So, yeah. you're, so you're a pretty good wife trainer. I like that. Yeah, maybe. I
2: don't <laughs> know. Maybe I just got lucky.
4: <laughs> good stuff. Now let's pretend you guys are at Red Lobster, okay. right? Everyone loves Red Lobster. Yeah. There's one last cheesy biscuit in the basket. Who gets it?
2: Darren, 100. <laughs> percent Yeah, he's gonna grab that cheesy biscuit. <laughs> We're not gonna mess with him. I, I, I almost, I almost didn't make it to 15. <laughs> fighting with Darren over food, so I'm going to leave that one to him.
4: So that's a clear winner right there. Yeah, do, do. So now uh, I saw a video on this a couple months ago at, at uh, it might have been Derek's kid's birthday party mm. going on at Fresno State, yeah. and I, I saw a little bit of an upset go on in the inflatable obstacle course. So I'm going to ask, uh, let's say there's an an inflatable, 100-foot long obstacle course. There's four lanes. All four of you guys are in it. Okay. Who's winning?
2: Oh, man, that's... I'm going to say... Derek would be the clear favorite, but mm-hmm. because of his, um, he he has a little bit, um, not not that he's fearful, and not that Darren is fearful, but I'm kind of crazy, so <laughs> I think that I would take more chances.
4: Ah. And Derek may be
2: faster than me, but I would I would win.
4: Like he would I can't just play it safe.
2: I wouldn't be afraid to break my neck going down the rubber slide. <laughs> like I wouldn't even care. <laughs> okay, just okay. To beat them, and I, I think that they're smart enough. To, to not do that. I would be dumb enough to, if I had finished the race healthy, I would win.
4: If I finish it, <laughs>
2: I'm just that. <laughs> if yeah.
4: you took every step, right. David's the clear winner here. Okay.
2: Yeah. Like if I didn't, if I didn't cheat and I didn't do anything stupid. Yeah. I'd do, I'd win.
4: <laughs> now here here's another one. I think I know the answer to this one already. Um, okay. let's say you guys run into a person on Darren's list. <laughs> I think everyone here almost knows about Darren's yeah, list. Let's say so. you run into a person on his list. Who is gonna be the first person to punch him in the face?
2: Uh, Darren. <laughs> Actually, I think he'll probably he'll probably have some words for him. He'll probably play the video that he had saved on his phone <laughs> of how they got on the list, and then depending on their reaction, that's when the punch would come.
4: Ah, I yeah. see. So it'd be under certain circumstances they'd get what they either deserved or they would beg yeah, for mercy.
2: Like he's, yeah, like he's a good kid. Like he's got a short temper and he's very you know protective of his brothers. But he's gonna give it, he's gonna give whoever it is an opportunity. To apologize and see clearly <laughs> good what stuff. happens, they're
4: of their ways. So be smart, or don't catch a Darren Carr Knuckle Sandwich. Or just stay
2: out
5: of Bakersfield. Stay yeah, out of Bakersfield. You'll be
4: fine. Yeah, stay. Uh, stay in the booth. Stay That's in the it. booth. Now, stay clear. Let's. Uh, you guys go paintballing. I think you guys went paintballing recently, sometime this off season.
2: Yeah, yeah, we did. We did. Who uh,
4: who's staying? Who's staying cleanest the longest? Ooh, cleanest
2: the longest. My dad's really good at strategy. He's gonna stay clean. Um, I don't know if he got hit last time. Um, I I put myself in harm's way, like I talked about with the obstacle course. I'd probably be the one that gets shot the most. Um, but uh, cause, and, and Darren, Derek, they're pretty good. Derek's Derek's got some. Uh, he has some ability in uh, in paintball. He's got some sneakiness. He's athletic and he's pretty accurate.
4: Okay. Okay. So we're gonna we so we're gonna go with Dad on that one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. So as of now. Right now you're winning, Shocker. and here's the issue. the The next I don't I, I don't really w- I don't want you to win your own game. You know I I got to figure out some things here. Yeah, I know. So yeah, I understand. Yeah, I understand. Let's see, I need. I'm going to throw in a ringer here. The next closest person to you is your dad. So I'm going to say, um, since we need one for for old Raj. Um, okay. Who can eat the most? Uh, who can eat the most butterscotch candies?
2: Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's funny. Like I don't know how you know that, but. He loves that. Stuff. It's a it's he an old guy thing.
5: It's an old Clarkson guy thing, cookies.
2: man. I, oh, that must be what it is. Yeah, it must be. He, <laughs> no, he, yeah, he's not even. The man is. The man has a. Uh, he has an addiction with sugar. I'll say that. <laughs> like my kids know where to go, um, to get sweet snack. Like they know. Like we have a big kitchen, but there's not a lot of stuff that's gonna harm you in my kitchen. <laughs> and so they know to go out back to Papa's house yep. if they need to get. They need to get a little sugar rush. Yeah, so, Load up on the butterscotch.
4: Sure. <laughs> there we go. Now, how about... Yeah, 100 um, I, I could have almost answered this right before the podcast until you agreed to come on, but who's the hardest person to get on the phone? <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, it, it's probably, it's me. It's yeah, for sure me. Yeah, yeah. You've done a great job, Cody. I had you penciled I'm in. I'm definitely the hardest person to get on the phone. I, I have... I mean, I maybe make one phone call a week, and if it's not... It, and that's counting my wife. That's including my wife, so... Um I'm not much of a phone guy, but if I see him in person, we can hang out. Like I said, come out to the pump track, we'll chill.
4: There we go. Fun. I'm all for it. Now we got we're we're on the home stretch here. We got a we got a okay. few last ones. Okay. Uh, you're you're winning and I'm kind of upset, so we're going to we're going to throw another one here because I know right. you're not going to answer you on this question. Okay. Um who's who's the most likely to attend a Justin Bieber concert?
2: Oh my gosh, Derek. <laughs> <sure>. Perfect. <laughs> Actually, I I can I take that back because he likes to dance. Like Derek likes to dance. Okay. That's why I go there. But I think that probably, probably Darren, because he has two he has two daughters
4: oh, that are high school age. Darren, so, Darren, car the Justin Bieber concert. I think that's concert. probably
2: yeah. I think that's probably the and he would not want to go. I mean, he would be yeah, would sure. be reluctant to attend. But yeah. he, he loves his daughters, so I would say he probably would be the most likely.
4: There you go. Now, how about there's a zombie apocalypse? Okay, <sighs> who dies first? We were just talking
2: about this. There's a new video game, World War Z, based off the movie. And uh, we play a lot of video games and with the, with my boy my brothers and um with my uh, my boys so uh, the first one to die um I'd give my so I'd give my life for my team for my family, Ooh. so probably me if I needed to now we're going to make it pretty far we're going to survive for a long time but if it comes down to it and I got to slow down the zombie horde I'd probably do it Gotcha Gotcha okay so You thought it was going to be someone else
4: a little and I, sacrifice <clears throat>
2: I threw myself under the bus Now here's so the thing It's going to be hard for me to lose this I'm I'm feeling pretty good about
4: it I see this in two ways I felt like you you really uh, you, you made that so heartfelt Like you're going to sacrifice yourself But at the end of the day Yeah You, you see, got the point
2: See yeah, how that, that works
4: That's <laughs> <laughs> right So let we got, we got We got three left We got three left here Now okay. Um, okay The wives make you guys watch a chick flick Okay Who's the first one to cry
2: Oh man uh, Darren Okay darren for sure so he's, he's a little sensitive. He's, he's uh, a <laughs> tough outer shell tough outer shell um but he's got some passion and sometimes passion can turn to tears
4: so i like that passion that's a good word for go it i was gonna brother. say emotion but passion's a better passion, word yeah yeah good yeah. stuff
2: yeah no, yeah i mean my i have a i have a son cooper young my youngest son he's same way he's very passionate
4: there you go so now leave it at that. say someone blew up the bathroom you guys can't go in there at least 45 minutes, right? This thing's blown up. Who did it?
2: Pops, 100%. Oh, all that butterscotch candy. All the butterscotch Not sit well with the stomach. <laughs> yeah, no. My dad. Let me tell you, some car some car rides were uh, were very difficult. At oh a young age, man, the windows needed to be cracked often.
4: Oh man, the butterscotch is I coming. I think my in. dad
2: is. Uh, I I think he's. uh I think he can't have dairy. So I think he's lactose intolerant, but he just is unaware. He does not know that.
5: Mm.
4: So
2: I think that, that that's been brought to his attention, but I don't think that he cares. So <laughs>
4: there's
2: that. That's a lot of information. Hey, but
4: he's made it this far, so why stop now?
2: Yeah, that's that's true. Who cares at this point?
4: <laughs> so last question. Okay. Actually, I haven't even tallied up the score here yet. Um, we're going to look at... That's right. right. I'm probably I'm probably going to win. Yeah, I think you definitely have the win here. So last question. Okay. Uh, this could be your cherry on top. Okay. Um, PUBG. Ooh. Who's uh who's getting who's getting a chicken dinner first?
2: Oh man, as much as I want to say myself, Derek is um he's incredibly talented at PUBG, so it's uh it's gonna be him. Okay. And honestly, I don't play enough because I have kids, and uh, Derek's children are just young enough where their their activities that they don't require too much attention, so he's able to play a little bit more than I am. So him and Darren play a lot, uh, which is which is super fun. And by a lot, I mean like maybe an hour every couple of days. But it's I, I get to play so rarely that I, I feel like I let the team down a lot. And it really deserves <laughs> me because we actually, have, we actually just downloaded. Um, I just made everyone download. We got a group text. I made Darren and Derek and then my my three boys, Austin, Tyler, and Cooper, all download Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 because I believe it's one of the greatest video games of all time. And it's there's a remastered version on Xbox and I'm not sponsored by Xbox at all. So okay. if, hey, if we can hook that up that'd be great. Okay. But we're gonna we're gonna have a three on three search and destroy between my three boys and then the three older boys. Ooh. And we're gonna finally decide who the best call of duty player is pretty much of all time. So that's
4: gonna happen soon. and you guys are gonna live stream this
2: maybe I can get Derek to live stream it yeah think it'd be I think it'd be, fan- be fantastic so we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll definitely live stream it but it'll be uh it'll be incredible the trash talk is gonna be at another level and uh, the gameplay is gonna be super fun so we're gonna do that soon yep. uh,
4: last couple of questions we're gonna wrap this thing up this conversation actually like I told you you know maybe 30 minutes but uh it happened you know, man. it up being a good good talk so it went a little longer but yeah, I'll get <laughs> no problem but uh speak, speaking of some speaking of some kids here some 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 car children, uh, your oldest son now. He he just graduated high school, right? He
2: did. Yes.
4: There you go. Now I noticed um, he gets a he gets a wrist tattoo. Is that kind of a tradition? Uh, where did that Where did that come from? What does it represent?
2: Uh, you know what? I uh, I got that tattoo. It's actually the first two letters of Christ in Greek. Gotcha. Um, and I got it uh, several years ago, and then Darren got it. Then we talked um, Derek into getting it. Okay. And he was still young at the time, so this is before he probably needed a tattoo. Uh-huh. So he got it, and then and then we were able to talk my dad into getting it, and he was all for it. He got his first tattoo, and was like sixty something years old, which is Shit. fantastic, <laughs> and it was great. And then yeah, and then my son Austin, um, he kept bugging me. He was like, "I want to get it. I want to get it," and I was like, "No," and I kept ignoring him, and I like because I don't know how your mom's going to feel about it. And but he's like, but then he'd always come to me, and he would give me the same line that i give everybody else when they ask about it i'm able to it's a it's a witness tool i'm able to tell them what what it means exactly obviously it's important in our family our faith is very strong in our family and it sustains us and and uh he kept giving me that line and i finally said you know what all right when you turn 19 you can get it so he turned 19 a couple weeks ago and me and my brother darren took him down there and and he got it and so it was uh it's almost becoming a family crest but but it's cool because it opens a lot of doors and is able to start a lot of conversations with people that wouldn't otherwise even care. Yeah. So it's uh it's actually pretty cool. So yeah, I'm proud of it.
4: No, it's cool stuff. I I uh I kind of lied there for a second. I already knew what it meant, I just no, it's so unique. I know a lot of people probably they they know it. They've seen it. Yeah. You know, I just kind of wanted you to talk about it a little bit. Yeah, no, it's cool. Yeah, it was Yeah, you me. know, I want you to know I'm myself I'm old enough for a tattoo, you know, and I just want you to know this guy on Twitter one time, he he called me Cody Carr. He actually, he, he DM'd me after an argument. He called me Cody Carr. Oh, wow. Darren said, welcome to the family. So does that, does that qualify me for this wrist tattoo?
2: I, I think so. I, you know, actually, Cody, it would be, it would be better for our family if we had someone by the name other than D. Oh, so, so we need a CC. I think that would be great because it would probably be lo- It'd be less confusing. So, yeah, welcome to the family, man. You're in.
4: Perfect. If will get a
2: tattoo, we can, uh, we can meet there and I'll take you down there and we'll get, we get you all dialed
4: up. Yeah, I'll get a tattoo and hit the pump track, eat some butterscotch candies and wrap up the day. But, uh, but i tell you what, I want to wrap this thing up. Um, just two little things I want you to talk about here. Okay. Um, mainly, I mentioned earlier, I, I, I love how much Derek loves being a Raider. Would you be able to give us an explanation about how Derek feels about being a Raider?
2: Uh, I can try. I think the uh, probably a lot of it has to do with his love for his dad. Uh, my dad, a huge Raiders fan growing up, mm-hmm. from Santa Cruz, loved Kenny Stabler. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like It was Raiders and Cowboys in our family because my mom's side of the family is all from Dallas. So it was really an interesting dynamic because for a while the Raiders and the Cowboys playing against each other was a pretty good rivalry when we were growing up. And so that was always kind of weird, being at my grandparents' house, and then my mom and dad are kind of fighting over who's going to win the game, yeah. who they wanted to win. But they ended up kind of liking both teams, so we kind of have that that affinity for both teams. But I think that that's a lot of it is because my dad was such a huge Raider fan; he got us into it. And then Darren loved Howie Long,
5: mm. like he just
2: he thought that I was his spirit animal. So, <laughs> you know, between his dad and and then and I obviously like watching the Raiders because my dad did. I think that's where it comes from, and then he just happened to—he just happened to play for him now. So I mean, it's, it's just incredible how it's how it's worked out. So um, it's a pretty cool blessing. So we're, we're definitely—that's definitely probably the majority of the reason. But I think that the other thing too, honestly, is—and is, I'll just tell you, Derek felt like for a long time, you know, the Raiders had a certain stigma around him, and Derek felt like he could be. He could be the guy. I remember when he got drafted? He's like, we can we can change this culture. We can make it a winning culture. We can make it a bring it back to when Dad used to watch them and and they used to do things right. He as definitely far as did on too. The field. I, mean, I know they've they've had some crazy people off the field. So I think that that's what that's that was what Derek's goal was, and I think that he's I think he started to achieve that. So it's been pretty cool to watch that whole thing. There kind we of go.
4: Progress. Match made in heaven. Now, final thing. Um. Yeah. Uh. Do you have a message from your entire family okay. to Raider Nation on this entire upcoming season? Just win, baby. Yeah.
2: Win.
4: That's what I'm talking that's about, you No, know,
2: honestly, I mean, yeah, like that's uh, that's what it all comes down to. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard that once somewhere before. Hey. So I'm gonna go with that.
4: That's where it all started, man, and that's uh, that's where we got to keep that's this thing too, going. So. I agree. Hey, David, this was a great conversation. I know it went a little bit longer than expected, but uh, hopefully, I took up your drive home a little bit more.
2: You did, man. You knocked some time off of it for me, so I appreciate it. <laughs> Good, it stuff.
4: Good stuff. Good uh, stuff. I'm glad I got to know your brother, Darren. I'm glad I got to chat with you, get to know you a little bit more. I've met your brother, Derek, one time. The Carr family is great. I love what you guys do for this Raiders organization. I'm sure all the listeners here are going to appreciate our conversation that we had here today and all the all the insight, man. You know, because we can't get that from Derek. You know, we can watch all the press conferences we want, um, but there's only so much. You know, he's going to want to say. You know, it's, it's just going to be simple stuff. Straight to the point, get what you want out of it, and keep it going. So yeah. that's why I was really excited to get you on here. Really talk about him. Really see how he felt. Really see how the family sits. Obviously, you guys are all on the same page with us. Um, so, like I said, man, I really appreciate it. I really appreciate you taking the time. And I'm sorry I had to um, uh, hold your jersey for ransom uh, to get this interview, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good, man.
2: Desperate times, man. You know, you got to do what you got to do. I'm not. I actually have more respect for you because you did it.
4: So, <laughs> good you, stuff. You stepped out on a limb, you made it happen. Hey, it was all it, it was worth it, man. It was worth it. It was worth it. Good stuff, David. Have a good rest of your drive home, and uh, like I said, man, just win, baby. We'll see you. We'll see you this season, man.
2: All right, brother. Thanks, man.
4: And boom, shaka laka! Another big interview, another great show. Things are rolling hot over here at the Raider Cody Podcast. Love the way things are going, and that interview ended up going a little bit longer than what I expected. But it's all good. We're going to take some phone calls. I missed them last week, so we're going to pick up from where we left off. Um, but nonetheless, as usual, I'm not going to do this by myself no more. And I think I'm finally starting to get used to how Kenny King's coming in here, so I'm just going to, hey, hey, Kitty, where you at, man?
0: I'm right here, bro. Hey, yeah. What's up?
4: <laughs> I knew. Like, you're always locked and, locked and loaded, ready to go, man. <laughs> ready to
0: roll, baby. What's up?
4: Oh, dude, not much, man. Not much. We just got off the phone with, uh, with David Carr. Pretty good little chat there, and... uh we had some big news going down this week, Hard Knocks, which we're gonna hit on a little later, man. You ready? Huge, huge! I'm so excited about it. Cool deal, man. But let's take some of these phone calls. Got about a half dozen here. Let's uh, let's let's take this first caller.
1: What's up, Raider Cody? It's your boy, Big H Raider, calling out of Town. First time caller. Yeah. Uh, yeah, man. I'm a, a loyal. Listener to the podcast uh, There we go Listen every week Notice uh, You guys ain't been Been getting a lot of calls So (laughs) Anyway uh, Latest news uh, Richie Incognito Signed with the Raiders Mm -hmm. Um, Been getting a lot of negative Press Um, I tend to like I tend to focus on the positives Uh So I think he could be Uh the, at least uh, the solution for the year, so yeah. you know. But there's some competition there. Denzel Good, and let's not forget undrafted free agent Lester Cotton.
5: Mm-hmm, so
1: mm-hmm. anyway, my question was basically, what do you guys think of the uh, the signing of Big Richie Incognito? All right, man. Love the podcast,
4: Big H Raider. Out. Yeah, Big H Raider, man. Love first time callers.
0: Oh, they're the best. They're the best. So you know, it's great when they, uh, it's great when they listen. But it's always better when they call in. We can put a, we can put a voice to the, to the app.
4: Yeah, exactly, exactly. And that was some good stuff you hit on, Richie Incognito. Of course, we covered that last week. Um, to backtrack a little bit, but yeah, I agree with you. We look at the positives too. I'll try and focus on this on-field stuff. I don't necessarily want to ignore everything that's been going on off the field, but. Um, in the same breath. I agree with you. I think he's a he's a one year answer for sure.
0: No, absolutely. And that's why we you know, that's why we asked him what we did. And, and, you know, to really understand what's going on with Richie and what the if any suspension is going to look like, what, you know, what Richie can bring to the table. And let's put it this way. The guy was a four time pro bowler. Uh, He's a stud. He definitely fills that spot that Colletti Assembly left, uh, and we moved Chaz Green to to get him. So obviously he has some worth and he has some value, and I think that you know John Gruden and Mike Mayek def- definitely did their due diligence in, in bringing him in. So I, you know, I'm, I'm I'm excited.
4: Hit the nail on the head there, Kenny. Man, let's take this next phone call. Hey,
6: Cody, what's going on, Kenny? And hey, this is Raider Roof. Raider Rader Roof. Roo. Roo. So recently, Cody. You made a prediction. Uh I'm calling to tell you where I think you got a really good chance of being right Uh and where I think you have zero chance of being right. Uh oh. So your prediction was Tavon Coney makes the roster.
4: Okay. Therefore, he takes Vontez
6: Perfect, or Vontez Perfect doesn't make it. I do think that Coney has a good chance of making the roster. However, with Paul Gunther, if he's healthy, zero chance that Vontez Perfect is not on the roster. And is not his starting middle linebacker. And mm-hmm. the evidence you need is last year. But listen to some of the stuff he's saying. He's practically telling you this as he speaks every time. Talks about how he couldn't do as much with the defense because they didn't know what to do. They didn't have everything in place, especially a linebacker. They didn't know where to get lined up or how to get other guys. and so he could only do so much. And he talks about how much he likes Perfect and how much he knows this system, how well it is. And just look back to Reggie Nelson. Oh. Same thing. Mm-hmm. But said last year when we I said it when we signed Nelson. Now nah, there's a chance he just bring him in to teach. And he still could not make the he may not make the roster. Well, Nelson really should have made the roster, and no. he did. And he started most games
5: mm-hmm. because
6: he knew what he was doing. Well, Paul mm-hmm. Gunther, you know what you're doing in that defense, but you physically can't go out there and do it either. So just because someone knows doesn't mean they can do it. Back to my point, he loves Perfect. Even if Coney does find a way to make it, it'll be someone else that doesn't make the mm-hmm. roster. perfect's going to be his guy, and he's going to start. The only time he's going to get replaced by somebody is when he gets suspended or injured for the rest of the season, and we got to replace him. But as long as Gunther's there, how much he likes him, how much he thinks, and how important it is for him to have guys, especially in certain spots, that know what they're doing, he's making the roster regardless. You can take it to the bank. All right, guys. Have a good one. Go Raiders.
4: Hey, hey now, Raider Root. Thanks for calling in. always appreciate your input. That's not very fair, man. You're bringing up like a, like a two-week-old tweet uh i had uh i had a few undrafted free agents that i thought were going to be able to you know crack the roster uh tevin coney being one of them uh i think i had keelan Doss. um uh, i forget who else uh, can forget about back. ronald ali bro i think it was it, it was ingold and i forget who the fourth uh man i forget who the fourth undrafted free agent i was thinking was going to make the roster was but uh then i went ahead and i just tacked on Uh, I'm, I'm kind of, I get itching for hot takes. So I thought I'd go and throw in there that Vontez perfect could be on the bubble, but (laughs) that was before we all saw all the praise he's getting in camp. Uh, things obviously flipped a switch for sure. And I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, Vontez perfect is going to be a a good middle linebacker for us, but, um, at the same breath, let's not act like, uh, he he's like our savior at middle linebacker. He still has his flaws. He's, he's still going to have weaknesses, um and and i just think i have confidence in our young guys so maybe it's not this year maybe we keep we roll with vontez as the answer all 16 games if he plays all 16 games Uh, but otherwise i just have confidence that we have uh, a couple young guns back there that uh, can step up and 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 fill the shoes if need be
0: yeah you know i look back to when we brought in navarro bowman and the year before that we brought in perry riley and obviously the guys are they're band-aids and they're not a long-term they're not a long-term answer to the to the solution to the problem but they are a short-term solution they're guys that that are veterans that know that know defensive systems fontes knows gunther system and i think the difference between him and nelson is that he still has the athletic ability that nelson didn't have Nelson was two years past his prime when we when we brought him back when when Gunther came in. Uh, I think that Coney does make the squad. I think that it doesn't sacrifice the linebacker spot. I think it will sacrifice the special team spot.
4: Right on the money. We'll see how the linebacker group plays out. Either way, we got a lot of vets and we still have some good young core guys that are yeah. going to be playing depth and and ready to jump in every time they get a shot. So let's uh, let's take this next phone call. Hey, what's up, Cody? What's up, Kenny? What up? What's up,
1: Greater Nation? This is is, uh, Raider Crown 452. Calling all the way from L.A., man. yeah, man, great show. I love everything you guys are doing. Thank you. It's Chris, but, you know, the show must continue. Yep, yep. I just wanted to say I'm so pumped up for for Hard Knocks this year. Yeah. Never really watched the show until last night. I gave it a a go with the Creepy Brown. Man, I can't wait to see Richie Incognito, Antonio Brown, John Gruden, man. I'm just so pumped up. Also, one more thing I want to say. I I know for a fact Moe should have got drafted higher last year. Yep. I hope he dominates this year, bro. I hope he yeah. just rips to leaves a new butthole. <laughs> anyway, that's all I gotta say. Uh everybody have a good day, man. Thank you for the for the content. Love it. Yeah. Go Raiders.
4: Yeah. Love the first time callers, man. Those, uh, I, I think, I think I just found my episode title. Man, rips the league a new butthole. <laughs> I don't
0: know if David will like that.
4: <laughs> rips the league a new butthole, featuring David Carr. <laughs> but man, that's uh nah, I like that. You know, we're gonna we're gonna hit on hard knocks here in a minute. I want to take a few of these hard knocks calls. Uh, but I like I like your Mo Hurst take, man. I like the uh, and I like the nickname that's been traveling around with a Mo Hurts. So yeah. some good stuff.
0: You know I love Mo. I've, I I was oh, yeah. always high on Mo, and and uh, you know before I got on the podcast, you saw me on Raiders Twitter, and I was always high on Mo, and I thought that we should yeah. have taken him in the first round, and so the fact that we got Mo, I'm so juiced, and the fact that Mo had the season that he did last year, I'm I'm fired up, man. I I can't wait to see what Mo does this year.
4: Yeah, let's go. Let's take this next phone call.
3: Hey Raider Cody, Kenny King, this is Dustin Matthews. Dustin, what's up? Hey, man. 85 on Twitter. My opinion on Hard Knocks is I'm excited for it. Um, I don't think it's going to be too much of a distraction. I mean, I know that this has potential to be, but they have a lot of cool heads in that locker room. I know we got Richie Incognito. Vontae is perfect. But there's so many... Good guys, level-headed guys in that locker room that just counter counteracts those personalities.
4: Agreed. Yeah.
3: And I think it's going to be a great thing to see. This is something that I think a lot of Raider fans have been wanting to see. It would have been cool to see first-year Las Vegas Hard Knocks. I gotta say, last year in Oakland, give this city what they need, what they want, yeah. what they deserve. I'm all
4: for it, man. Have a good day. Yeah, Dustin. Thanks for calling in. Been a longtime supporter of the show. That's good stuff, man. And thanks for the opinion on Hard Knocks, man. That's uh, I can agree with everything you're saying there, man. Absolutely. So we got one last phone call here, Kenny. Uh, might be about Hard Knocks or not, but afterwards we're going to get into it.
3: Hey, Cody. This is your boy, Raider Nug. What up, Raider Nug? Been with you since day one. Yes, I've, sir. I haven't
4: called
3: in a while, but I just thought I'd call and say, hey and that uh you know you're still doing big things a lot of great interviews
5: thank you, a lot thank of great
3: you. insight anytime i want to hear something really good and in depth about the raiders i go to your podcast
5: So appreciate yeah. that
3: everybody else listen up cody's doing big things and he's going to go far
4: yeah. big fact. take it easy cool raider nug yes sir uh whenever i first fired up phone calls raider nug was one of the the main guys support me along with with mr kenny king here kenny king i yeah. think was my biggest advocate he was the uh he was he was he was my drake i guess you could say no don't no no, no, no,
0: no, 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 no. i jack nicholson bro you can give me you can give me the jack i am not drake
4: uh sorry i just had to give you a little low blow there no 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 satisfy no, no. man i think kenny drake king blows man. more
0: than uh than that but
4: anyways <laughs> dude kenny king man you're the man you're the man dude you're you're uh, not just one of my biggest supporters, you're, you're one of my biggest inspirations to put some good, good, uh, good content out there and make some good things happen. So
0: yeah, I think we inspire each other, you know, you know, iron sharpens iron. So, you know, we, we definitely want to put the best podcast out there. And I think that we, we feed off each other to do what we can.
4: Yes, sir. Appreciate your Raider Nug. Appreciate all the callers come uh, calling in. Uh, if you want to be a part of this segment, we're doing it weekly. Call into the hotline. That's 808-650-7220. You know, get it coming, man. Whatever the topic is, whatever you want to talk about, just dish your opinion, ask a question, whatever, man. We're open to all things. We talk about all things. But Kenny, we can sit here and toot our own horns all day long, but I think we need to get back to the roots of what you got What got you started Woo. here on the podcast. And we're going to go a little easier today, but we're going to hit this beat and we're going to drop some hot takes on Hard Knocks coming up.
6: Take the bass out. Uh-huh.
0: so raiders are on hard knocks uh obviously this is something the raider nation kind of wanted but didn't want we <laughs> thought it we thought we thought we liked it we thought we didn't like it it was one of those things that we always thought could be a distraction, maybe not a distraction, but at the point, at the end of the day, it's here. And so now let's embrace the Raider nation. So let's talk about this, Cody. Let's dive deep into it and let's look at the, let's look at the facts and the personalities around it. We've got John Gruden. we got Mike Mayock. We got Richie Incognito. We got Antonio Brown. We yeah. have Vontaze. Perfect. Yeah. We got Derek Carr. Yeah. We've got Josh Jacobs. Who's a hell of a story. And then we've got our standouts. we got Rappin' Max Crosby. We've got Jason Cabinda. We've got Ronald Ollie from Har- uh, from Last Chance Use. So we've got some great stories on here. Let's, let's get into this.
4: Well, let me tell you, Kenny, whenever this whole thing started, you know, seeping through the cracks that Raiders could be on hard knocks, I'm sitting here thinking, man, we don't need the distraction. Our team was a dumpster fire last year. We thought we were going to have great things going for us, and it shot us right in the foot. Let's not do it. Well, you know what, man? Antonio Brown came in, I'm kind of like, alright, you know, my attitude's changing a little bit here, okay. Well, we still gotta make sure things are gonna work, right? I mean, things were still a little shaky, but... What, are, what have things been like recently? Things have been full blown. I mean, I'm firing up the hype train, dude. Like, I'm loving this season the way, it, way it's hitting us right now.
0: Dude, this is one of the better off seasons that we've seen, right? I mean, you know, normally we, we get excited in the off season. We see the draft and we, we get fired up because we think that the Raiders had a good draft. We're, we're fired up. You know, things look good in OTAs. But, but we're seeing things outside of the OTs. We're seeing things outside of the involuntary workouts. We're seeing Derek Carr and Antonio Brown at local high schools working out. We're seeing Antonio Brown working out on a daily basis, going to local cities and, and meeting with fans, taking pictures. We're seeing Juju at at proms while his quarterback is doing who God knows what.
3: Boom, roasted.
0: While on the other end, all you hear from our team is our team is working.
4: Oh, I'm, I'm loving the way things are going right now. Uh, I, I really looked at this too hard, I think, from a team standpoint, and and there was reason to believe. Even David came on earlier and he said, you know what, man, I was really concerned at first. Yeah. Uh, but believe it or not, man, Derek talked him out of it. Derek was actually the one that kind of, uh, you know, really, you know, softened his opinion on it, and, and obviously. I mean, there's, I haven't seen one obstacle or, or one challenge that Derek hasn't embraced and, and taken you know, full-on uh, face-first, but uh, this is just another one. You can add it to the books. Uh, Derek Carr's on board. There's a lot of players that are yeah. on board. Obviously, even some of our rookies, man. Jonathan Abrams seems fired up. I mean, sure. I think he wants – you know, he, he's a loudmouth man. He jaws. He, he gets in there. I love, it. I, and, I love it. And for a guy like him, if there's going to be other NFL players watching this right now, If he's out there on the field, you know, really showing his dog in him, you know, I I hope that I hope the I hope the rest of the league knows, man. I hope they see it, and they you know, whenever they actually see him on the football field, they're gonna be like, oh, that's that dude that was out there just putting in work at training camp. So,
0: look, these you know, John Gruden and Mike Mick didn't bring in guys that that are just good football players. They brought in dogs. Yeah, they brought in team leaders. They brought in team captains. They brought in dudes that are gonna come. They're gonna be vocal leaders. They're gonna be they're gonna be dogs out there. Abram talks, and he talks a lot, and he wears 24, and he was given 24, and he knows that he has a purpose. Cleveland Farrell, he knows that he has some big shoes to fill. Now, nobody's saying that he's going to replace Khalil Mack, but it's implied that he's going to replace Khalil Mack. He's got big shoes to fill. Max Crosby knows that there is a target on his back. Arden Key knows that there's a target on his back, but guess what? What makes me most excited is looking at Derek Carr and what you just said that Derek Carr dispelled a lot of the the doubt that David had. Look, Derek is a dog. We know Derek's a dog. To see Derek on a national TV on HBO doing what he does, having the relationship that he does with his team, with his court, with his coach, with his core players, with his receiver. Doing the things that just I, I really feel that this is going to be great for the national media and to dispel all of the rumors that they've had and that they, they put out there. Yeah, you know, they they put out this narrative that Derek is soft and Derek, uh, Derek can't take a hit and Derek uh, doesn't have the respect of his teammates. Mm-hmm. And you know, obviously, we've had guys like Jalen Richard and Lee Smith and, and Rodney Hudson come out and speak for him. But guess what? Now you're going to see it on TV, you're going to see the relationships that Derek Carr has built. So, guess what? I am fired up about hard knocks
4: yeah this is some good stuff kenny uh oh man as a fan right now i'm just itching for this thing to already start what are we uh like two months out from it Uh, i need to hurry up and get here man
0: august 6th is the uh the premiere date
4: it's coming man it's coming and stay tuned too we might uh we might be firing something up uh maybe some sort of a watch party or something going on on twitter maybe we'll We'll come up with something, some sort of live stream, do some giveaways maybe. We'll be staying tuned, man, Raider Cody and Kenny King will be uh, full-blown embracing all the hype. Oh, yeah.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're fired up. Obviously, we got to embrace it. There's there's no way around it. I think that, you know, it's funny because Lee Mayock... She posted the uh, the gif of, of the girl crying. And I think at the end of the uh-huh. day, you know, obviously Mike doesn't want his secrets revealed, but yeah. I think this is huge. I think this is great for the team. I think this is great for the team going into the last year in Oakland, giving the fans what they want. And I think this is great for the build-up going to Vegas. I... I, I I know that the Raiders aren't going to be on aren't weren't going to be eligible for hard knocks next year because we're going to make the playoffs this year and I'm making a bold prediction right now you can stamp it triple stamp it and you know if Raiders Peak gets mad at me I'm sorry but let's go
4: yeah hey it's not the only bold statement it's not the only hot take today on the podcast David Carr went ahead and you know he said hey my little brother Derek, he's gonna be the MVP of the league this year. Let's go. I'm telling you, man, we're fired up, we're ready to go. Let's go. I fire up the hype train, man. Get it going. I'm I'm filling it up with gas right now, Kenny. Get it warmed up because it's gonna be a long ride this off season. We're gonna we're gonna get this thing rolling, man. Things are gonna be good. And this was a good show, Kenny. I appreciate you coming on here and and breaking down this this hard knocks rumor, man. It's good stuff. But Kenny, man, at the end of the day, what do you think about all
0: now, Cody, you talked about the hype train and getting everything started. You said put the pedal to the metal. You said turn the AC on so we're not we're, so we're not burning up. I'm gonna tell you right now, I'm driving this train. I got my foot on the gas pedal. I'm 300 plus pounds. I'm a big dude. I'm what they call a band. That's a big uh uh. So guess what? <laughs> we gonna ride down. We're going to roll into Oakland. We're going to do this big. And guess what? I'm on that Derek Carr MVP train. I'm on that Hard Knocks train. We're going to take the Raiders to the playoffs. We're about to do things big and hit it with the woo woo.
4: There we go. I think so far this might have been my favorite show of all time. Definitely one of my my favorite uh, guest spots with David Carr um although i mean we've had some pretty dang good guests man amy trask was really great ian Rappaport last week was great really enjoyed talking to max crosby uh but i think david carr right now is taking the taking the pie and you heard what he said man maybe we get uh you know you stay tuned make sure you subscribe to this podcast we could get a Derek carr appearance you know later down the road i'm not going to push nothing but when the timing's right we'll make something happen uh but it's a good show uh make sure like i said at the beginning of the show we, we switched our host site So double check your subscription, make sure nothing happened. Everything should stay intact. You shouldn't even notice the difference, Uh, but we're on transistor.com now. So you'll be able to find us at raidercody.transistor.fm. So you'll be able to get on there. It has all the links to all the subscriptions. You can listen right off the website. You can subscribe to the RSS feed. Uh, You should be able to do it all on there, man. Uh, So make sure you're staying up to date. Make sure you stay included. We got some big things coming up. Uh, I, I know it seems like we, we have some good things going now with some great guests, but trust me, it's only going to get better. All we do is improve over here at the Raider Cody podcast, and we can't do it without your support. So make sure you subscribe, make sure you, you rate us, make sure you leave us a review. Um, and even if you're feeling froggy and generous, um, we can always take donations now as well. That's also on the same website, tra- uh, raidercody.transistor.fm. The link's on there uh make a donation keep this thing rolling uh we got a lot of subscriptions and we're backed up by months man i, I haven't i haven't collected anything uh, since we started this uh so so we're in it deep uh, all we gotta do is just you know keep this thing afloat that's all i'm asking but appreciate the support appreciate the listen raider nation uh but like i said until next week stay tuned